home building and remodeling show. Let's go. Welcome everybody to the home building and remodeling show. My name is Chris Kirby and I'll be your host. I am the owner of three construction companies on the Alabama Gulf Coast. The show is about residential construction. We're going to cover topics of home building and remodeling. Are you thinking of doing a remodel or building a home? Are you a contractor looking to improve your knowledge base or grow your business? Have you ever done a remodel project or built a home? There were so many things you wish you knew or that you could have done differently during the process. Then this show is for you. We break down the process of building and remodeling and how to have the best results during your project. Whether you're a DIYer looking for tips, someone looking to hire a contractor to do a project, or a contractor looking to expand your knowledge base or your business. Welcome aboard. Glad to have you. Stay tuned. We kick off the show with my thoughts on home building and remodeling. I'll share best practices and talk about some of our experiences in business and out in the field. These shared thoughts and lessons learned are meant to help you on your very own journey. Let's go. And how you respond to that, how you respond to the adversity and how you build confidence with your client. If you're communicating every day, is going to dictate what happens when a delay comes up, when a problem arises. They want to know that you have the resolve. You have what it takes as a contractor, as a contracting business to take care of the problem in a timely manner. But even if it's not in a timely manner, your response to the situation is going to dictate how they feel about your project moving forward. They will understand and be more likely to be understanding if you've communicated, if you've done everything that you could possibly do and the delay was inevitable. There's unforeseen circumstances that called cause delays. And if you've already built that relationship, then the client is going to trust that you can handle that delay. A key element to your success when you're doing a remodel project or a home build is being able to gauge the client's needs, being able to understand and and stay ahead of their decision making. Once you build that relationship and you really understand the client needs, it's going to go a long ways, not only when problems arise during a project, but in making sure they trust that you can make decisions without them and for them in their absence. And that right there is critical to the time that a project takes and decision-making during a project. There are so many decisions that have to be made during a project or during a home build So if they trust that you know what you're doing and that you're going to come through with your word and that you're guiding them and you're talking to them and you're being open and honest, you're communicating effectively, they're more likely to let you guide them during the project. So they don't delay decision making. Uh, You're a couple of steps ahead of them when asking them to make selections, when to make decisions. And if they have changes. You're communicating effectively on what the change entails, how long it's going to take, 
how much money needs to be spent for that change. All of those things are a part of understanding the client needs. This is our new contractor shout out segment. We are going to pick 40 contractors a month that tag their business page in our post on the Home Building and Remodeling Show Facebook page. And this month we have with us GSR Construction out of Nicholasville, Kentucky, JMO Services out of Lansdale, Pennsylvania, NWF Renovations and Landscaping in Northwest Florida, Wasmers Pro Painting out of South Bend, Indiana, and Lakes Home Improvements out of Battle Creek, Michigan. Thank you all for commenting on the monthly post. We will do another post next month. Like, subscribe, and share our Facebook page, and hopefully you get a shout-out next time. And now we move into Shop Talk. It's the portion of the show where I bring in a co-host, and we cover trending topics in home building and remodeling. Hope you enjoy. Let's go production right we're not a production builder we're not some of the larger production builders right. however we've established a good re- uh, relationship and and a good reputation with our local community and so we are seeing an uptick in the volume of work that we're doing and we'll never be a production builder each house we do is custom but for us to keep up with the workload that we have, we want to maintain and control quality and relationships. The only way right. to do that is to have stuff in-house like right. what we do. Especially in the new homes, um, having our guys here lately really in there doing the work yes. a lot lately has definitely um, helped out a lot. Yeah. And not having to wait on the sub because subs for kitchen and baths, you know what I mean? They're... Yeah, they're, 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 they're hard to get a hold of. Absolutely. And it, it can really stall out a new home build for sure. Yeah, and we delayed it because, I'll be honest with you, our remodeling KCR, Kirby Custom Renovations, was so busy that Kirby Homes, we, we you know what I mean? We yeah, we even, were pitting you guys on the back burner. Right. <laughs> we, we couldn't even use them for custom homes because the kitchen and bath side were, were so busy. Yep. And so we kind of had to make a decision to grow right right so we're at a, a really critical point where you know our our companies um and, and i'll just talk about the numbers but like last year we did five million dollars as a company um and you know for us to break through and actually make money off of that not we didn't make and put that in our pockets okay right, that's correct. our revenue and there's a huge difference in revenue and income and profit and loss and and I do want to dive in on that. But for us to really, we've been talking about it here lately, about how can we not just do $5 million, but do $7 million or $6 million and make money off of that, like real legitimate money after expenses. How can we make money? And you have to make the types of decisions that we're making. Right. Right. Um, and then we'll pivot a little bit here. But another part of not just growing production and bringing in people like the electrician and plumber, but we've been really hitting hard on having an executive leadership team right. and doing some team building. Right. Right. And so we're about to start that journey really next week where we're going to do a lot of team building events just with our executive leadership team and um, just all in an effort to try and improve each company. Right. Right. And so that stuff is going to be new to some people, and then it's going to be different for the others who have had 
leadership training and experiences. But, you know, when I look at it, I, you know, my job is to make sure that everybody in the company has um, value and they feel valued and that they're happy here. But when I, and you can get real with this, but when I came to you and we sat down, we talked about doing the leadership training. Uh, what was your, what, what was your thoughts on that? And what do you think, you know, that's going to do for us and our company. It's going to help a lot. Um, I've never really had any leadership training ever, so it's kind of yeah. exciting. And, you know, just to help me grow personally, you know, it's exciting. Yeah. Uh, and, I, well, not only that, but like you, you've done the B&I thing, right? Right. You've never done a business group like that or have you before you came not here? Not at all. And yeah. those first couple months uh of meetings i was a nervous wreck up yeah. there but then you know now it, it's just a it's like going because we got a smaller group so yeah right now it's just kind of going and hanging out with my friends and talking business you it, know? It so does. yeah so that that relationship you started in the bni where it was man what is what is chris doing he's right. sending me to this to this group right business networking international is is what bni is but it's a it's a business network group where you refer business back and forth, but you know, those things help your professionalism, yes. right? I mean, would you agree? Very much. Yeah. And it gets you out of your comfort zone because you're standing up in front right. of the group, sometimes a smaller group, but sometimes it is a larger group when you have uh what's it called when you invite people? Yes. And, when you, you have, have visitors like visitor day. day. Um, and so the concept for me on that was not only will we get business referrals, right, but you will get out of your comfort zone right. and you'll be exposed. And and every little um, effort to do that, I think, makes us better. So oh, the leadership definitely. training is going to be the same thing. It's something that you've got to be willing and wanting to do. But the reason we're going to do it is in an effort to make the company better. Right. You know what I mean? And so that. I think we've got a good core group that's going to be a part of that. I do too. But the value in us forming even closer bonds uh, to make sure that we're taking care of the companies, that's what it's really right. about for us. And again, it's something that you've never done, but you've flourished in that. I think you're even, um, are you on the board or you're one of the, what are you? Yeah, in I'm in your, the leadership. Oh, well, in, I was the um, guest host. Yeah. My first year, yeah, they voted like my second weekend. They made me the guest host. Yeah, that's what happens. <laughs> yeah, when you get in those the visitor host, and, and then uh, now I'm on the um, membership committee. Very this cool. Year. Yeah, and so you actually sit down and um, interview people who want to become yes. members, and okay, and just kind of find out in that you just you know what I mean just make sure they're a good fit for the group, and yeah, you know if we can help each other out. You yeah. Know? And speaking of like groups and good fits and things like that, uh, you know, we are bringing on people that we didn't just go out and, and find subs and say, come join our team. So we kind of had to, again, it, it was their character, right? Right. So their, that's a huge thing here at Kirby is character. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause we're just like just one big family. So you know, if you don't kind of vibe, you're probably not going to yeah. work out. Well, we, you know, not, not that you can work, you know, but it's the integrity piece. Yeah. It's you just got to be a up. good human being. You yeah. know what I mean? And <laughs> yeah. 
and showing up and being just consistent. Care. You know what I mean? One of the hardest things for to, for people to learn in any, not just um, contracting, but in any small business is how important it is to show up, how important it is to be consistent. Yes. Right. J- just being reliable, especially in this field of work, because if you call in and especially if you're a crew lead. Yeah. That job's dead for the day. You That's know what right. I mean? And yeah. there's it just it throws you in a huge bond. And um Yeah, it's hard and we, to, and we have to pivot. I yes, mean, we and, have to figure you know, out okay. Customers don't want to hear yes. that a guy called out. Well, where's somebody else? You yeah. know what I mean? Yep. <laughs> and that's one of those things. Again, when you're doing your estimating and it circle it's it's full circle back to the estimating piece, but when you're doing your estimating, you can't you don't know what's behind the wall. And exactly. so you do your best guess when you do the estimate and there's going to be stuff you find. But also when you do your labor number, again, if you right price that, if you say it's going to take seven days and you bid for seven days because you're scared to bid for 10 uh, in fear of losing a job, the minute you go seven days, you're probably going to break even or lose money. Yes. The minute you go eight, you've lost money, yeah. right? So you have to protect yourself and you just said it. We've got crew leads that'll call out. We've got helpers that'll call out. There's legitimate times where they are sick and they yes. need to be home or be with their kids. So we build our work schedule around that. And that way, if there is a one day or two day delay, we've told the client 10 days, not right. seven and not five. Exactly. You know what I mean? So those are some of the little things that we do around here and um, we'll continue to dive into increasing our profit margins and why we do some of the things that we do. And trust me, we do a lot of what we do because we have learned hard lessons. Right. Right. Exactly. So everything we do, we continually talk about process improvement, time management, uh, hiring the right employees and we're constantly recruiting because it's inevitable when you get to a point where we're 30 deep that somebody is going to move on and and it it's not all negative it's not all you know oh they've just quit or you know you get right. that you get the people who just yeah. quit or don't show up and it is what it is but they move on to more successful positions or they move on to um different careers or whatever right. so you always have to be on the lookout for New talent. New talent, and, always. Yeah. And, know, and cause, bring them in. Don't be scared to do right. it. Right. I always keep my ear out for somebody, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I wish we, we it won't be long before we need another team, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and that's kind of the goal is because every team we create is another stream of revenue. And that's right. why we built it in teams. And we do a draw schedule for payroll each week instead of if it's ten thousand we don't collect half do half and half we actually will break it down if the ten thousand takes three weeks it's going to be three thousand three hundred thirty three dollars right you know what i mean so anyway all right well i appreciate you coming yeah, on as always we'll dig deep a little bit more into our remodeling processes and uh until next time thanks Now we're going to move into the portion of the show where we talk interior design. We're going to bring in an interior designer and we're going to talk trending design and products. Hope you enjoy. Let's go. Actually, we want to choose everything up front, but when things like this happen, we we can't. Yeah. And so now we can go ahead and get the backsplash going and kind of 
you know, finish and finalize the project. And, and ultimately the client was able to get what she wants, but you know, it took three tries with the countertops and then those are things it does happen. It's, Mm -hmm. we're not infallible and we run into scenarios where we make mistakes or a vendor may make a mistake. And usually it's just kind of being accountable, Mm -hmm. but it does become a situation where the client now has to have their hands in every step of the project because due to nobody's fault, but you know, just it's a situation where it stuff happens. Um, but their, their trust is, is a little bit damaged. They they get a little bit wary. Like they want to know, like, you know, they kind of got their heartbreak a little bit of what they, they imagined and what they thought they were getting. And unfortunately, like with the quartz site, I mean, that is a natural stone. Whereas quartz is, man-made where yeah. it has a lot more continuing like we know that we can get another one it's gonna be just like it we True, can't do right. that with quartzite yeah absolutely and not everybody understands that yeah and so there's an education piece to what we do where you know um for for us for the lessons learned on this we look back at each job and we kind of analyze how the job went how the job flow went how the communication went what would you say you know, moving forward for you, each time something like this happens, we we try to reflect mm-hmm. and come up with a best practice to mitigate it moving forward. So what do you think, it, like in your mind, you know, being new to the kitchen and bath portion of this, now how do you handle that moving forward? Moving forward, I mean, I know that there's going to be extra precautions that we're definitely going to take when we're using and working around quartzite. Yeah. Um, whereas, you know, some painting situations that may or may not have even had anything to do with it. Right. You know, we're covering things with plastic or paper where, like, paper is porous. Anything yeah. can come through it. We really need to use things like plastic. We really like something thicker, something that yeah, yeah that it cannot that it absorb, can't absorb yes. or soak through to you. cause any issues or anything like so that. So, tip of the day: um, if you're going to have because it wasn't just a countertop replacement, so kind of this was uh, twofold. We did get the cabinets refinished, so mm-hmm. we had somebody come in and refinish and paint the cabinets, and they did well as far as covering up everything however it could have been the fact that you're using paper to cover everything and it could have been some of the material some of the product used Mm -hmm. to paint the cabinets absorbs into the countertop and so you want to make sure that whatever you're doing if you're doing a countertop replacement even if you're not doing a countertop replacement the the stuff that you're using if you're going to refinish or paint in that kitchen on site which most of the time, if the countertops aren't being replaced and you are getting your cabinets painted, a lot of people or companies, I know we we do and, and will take off the doors and bring them to a shop and do the doors in-house. Mm-hmm. But the faces, you can't rip out cabinets. Right. So you're going to paint the cabinets on site. Mm-hmm. So there's no doubt 100% of the time that when you're painting on site, you're using products you should be covering, right? Mm-hmm. And for us, it was covered. But what you don't think about is, and and this is, again, just comes from experience. But mm-hmm. like with this, it would have been fine using the paper that we used or that they used to cover on most countertops. Yes. But given most. that it was quartzite, 
It's a little bit more vulnerable, I guess. Yes. And so, you know, some of you more experienced designers out there may have known about this. I would love to hear if you did. But, you know, that was the first time I've ever heard of ballooning or water ballooning. And and so it was a lesson learned for us, a tough one because that stuff's expensive. But also with quartzite, you know, our fabricator that we traditionally use has had problems just fabricating quartzite. Yeah. It's a very sensitive product mm-hmm. and it is the most one of the most expensive countertops that you can get. Absolutely. And so you really have to treat it with kid gloves. You have mm-hmm. to, you know, you kind of have to know the product and we did, but again, this was one of those one-off scenarios and it and it happened you know, first it was the ballooning, then it was the seam. And uh, so it's inevitable that we make mistakes or mistakes are made on projects, especially in kitchen and bath. You know, mm-hmm. it's just it, there's a lot to uh, a kitchen or a bath remodel. When you're putting all the pieces together, you've got multiple people in and out. So but for you, for you guys, it's just really keeping the vision intact. And then when something like this happens, right, how do you handle that with the client? So the client is going to be upset because they didn't get the exact piece. So their original piece that they wanted, obviously they didn't get. They ended up with something that they were happy with and hopefully just as happy. Mm-hmm. But when this was all happening, what were you doing in the background? Like, how are you keeping the client's confidence? Um, Talking with everyone. Yeah. So talking to the project manager of, you know, us as KCR and the cabinet people and the countertops, like really filling everybody in on the gaps as far as like, okay, look, this is what we're dealing with. This is what we want to avoid. So I yeah. need full trust in you to make sure that we're not going to have any more issues. Right. But it's just a lot of communication and just making sure that we understand the integrity of the products and then what everyone else is using and and how they're going to, you know, execute it. Well, and I think too, it was, you know, at this point you're reactive because it's already happened, but how you handle that and communicate with the Mm -hmm. client makes all the difference. Right. So, you know, and and you said it's almost at that point you have to over communicate Uh because they're, they're aggravated. They're, you know, they can't, be in their kitchen or whatever it is for already a week, two weeks, three weeks, and then stuff happens. Um, And so, you know, and Christy has said it before on other episodes that you're acting as a mediator because Uh, they're going to call you and say, you know, or it's as simple as one of the construction guys running the tile vertical instead of horizontal or Mm -hmm. horizontal instead of vertical. And you're like, wait, let me, you know what I mean? I think that what we have realized too, I mean, we're really like the quality control yes. of the project. Ah, that's a good way to put it. So as the interior designer, mm-hmm. right, you're overseeing the pro- project and, you know, if you're working with contractors and clients, you're continually checking for quality, right? right. Mm-hmm. And so it's your job to talk to the project manager or talk to who's running construction if you notice something. Right. And you should be an advocate for the client. Absolutely. Right? Mm -hmm. You should be looking. And we never try to say, maybe they won't see it. Right? No. You know what I mean? Because they're going to eventually. It may not be at the time we're there, but later... But when they're at home and they start... Like, I'm a very tactile person, so I touch a lot of stuff. Yeah. Like, I mean, just even with the seams. Yeah. Like, that client, she was feeling... For the differences. And, and yeah, and can feel you know, it. Yeah. Like, there's just, 
so many different things that they examine when, you know, they sit and look at it for a week after we pull out and everything's done. Yeah. They're seeing more and more. And if they don't see what they thought they were getting, they're not going to be happy. Well, not only that, but then, you know, it speaks volumes when you actually call out something that they had no idea was a problem or was not right. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. So, and I've seen that happen where you actually, as the designer, have free reign for the vision piece and you put together a vision and the client's like, ooh, ah, love it. And the designer's sitting back going, "What? that's not really what I intended it to be. Uh, And you call it out and they're like, okay, I had, that's all, you know, because then you're really acting on their behalf and, Mm -hmm. and then it lets them know I would have never seen that i would have never said anything about that i thought it looked great um so it it just shows that you know we have integrity and that you're looking out for their behalf so communication is key um and then acting as a mediator but just making sure that you call out mistakes as they happen and where i think most people will take um offense when you call out a mistake is in how you do it so if you're standing in front of the client and you're, you know, pointing and, you know, you're, you shouldn't really do that. No. You should pull them to the side or, you know, just, hey. And then after the fact, go back to the client and say, hey, I had a talk with, you know, Jimmy Joe or whoever. And we talked about, I noticed that. So don't worry about it. I got it. Yeah. It's it should really be like separate conversation. Like as far as I'm concerned is I'm, I'm the ears to listen to their concerns as far as, you know, I know what they want. I painted yeah. the vision. Now let's make sure they get it. Any concerns they have or anything that I see we can discuss, but I'm going to go to my guys and talk to them and say, okay, how are we going to solve this to make sure it's right? Yeah. And then go back to the clients and, and say, this is the action plan that we're taking and that we're going to take care of. Right. And a lot of that should be happening internally, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, okay. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you coming. And uh, always, as always, just talking about projects with us. And we look forward to catching up on the Sports Academy next time you're on the show and you know just listening to some more of our trials and tribulations in the construction world and especially the interior design side so all right thanks thanks for having me thanks for joining us today as always we are grateful for our listeners and your continued support please subscribe to our youtube channel follow us on social media via facebook instagram and tiktok get more info at our website www.thehomebuildingshow.com. And as always, remember who we are, the Home Building and Remodeling Show.